Good morning, and what a beautiful day God has given us. This is the day that the Lord has made. May you say, Pastor Summerall, please. I am so tired of this quarantine, but this is still the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Tonight, I'm going to have so much fun teaching you. I'm going to teach you how God must take you through a period of dependency before he can bring you into the promise of the blessings that he has for you and teach you about contentment in the service tonight. And last night I was laying awake working through the sermon in my heart. And these are lessons that you can learn or you can struggle against. Contentment is a difficult lesson to learn. Oftentimes you've heard me say that the loose dirt, the adultery, the lust, the pornography, the drugs, the alcohol, the smoking, these things are loose dirt. But some of these things that we're learning in this season, these are difficult things. So let us not think that God brought this on us and God caused this. But let us see this as an opportunity to grow, that God will perfect the good work. He takes all of these things and works them together for our good. And some of the good he works in our life is the growth and the maturity and the stability of our spiritual lives. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And Lord, we don't want to struggle. This is not a time to push and fuss and fight. This is a time to stand still and see the salvation of our God. This is a time to watch you at work on our behalf. And Lord, we rejoice. We rejoice in the faithful God. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name that all your people shall be kept safe. That Jesus, you walked through the earth those 2,000 years ago and you haven't changed. And you healed people of the pestilence. You healed people of the plagues. Lord, I thank you that you still walk among us. That you bring healing into the bodies of your people. And that you protect them from this thing. In Jesus' name. Psalms chapter 91, verse 1. We read it every single morning and every single evening. He who dwells. You'll have this memorized pretty quickly. You'll get squeezed and Psalms 91 comes out. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. <laughs> I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. He says, you just, you're just not going to live in fear of those things, because God's with you. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked, because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge. No evil, and I love this next passage, shall be allowed. No evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. I'm up here on the 11th floor of a condo. <laughs> but height does not matter. Condo does not matter. In fact, they say it's worse. But what matters is the promise of God. Some of you, you live in very tight quarters in the old part of the city. Some of you live in beautiful subdivisions with big spaces between you and the next house. 
But space is irrelevant. What is relevant is the promise of God. No plague shall come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder. The young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Now notice, even when you're walking around and you're stepping on dangerous things, they're not going to harm you. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. Some of you really began to pick that up the other day. Some of you really began to see that spiritual maturity and spiritual longevity of life does not, does not impact the promises of God. There's no seniority in the promises of God. That a person born again for five seconds gets the same promises of God as those who have served him for 50 years. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Father, I come to you in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, we're getting ready to move into Holy Week. And we remember all that our Savior did for us. He hung on that tree and became a curse for us. He bore the curse of the law. Part of that curse of the law was the plague that sticks to us. Lord, I thank you that no plague shall stick to us. No plague sticks to us because Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And Lord, I thank you that that plague just comes toward us and dies before it ever touches us, let alone sticking to us. Oh, Father, I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask you for mercy upon our nation right now. People are starting to get tense. Emotions are beginning to run high. The poor are running out of food. Father, I ask in Jesus' name for mercy. Lord, we come and we ask for mercy upon our land. Bless the crops of our land. Bless our waters and let them be full of fish. Father, for all the little islands and all the little subsistent farmers that live along the shore, bring great schools of fish in close to the land, Father, that not only, Lord, will they have food for their families, but there will be an abundance of fish for all of our people to eat. I ask that you bless the rice crops, Lord, in your mercy, for no reason other than your mercy. Let those rice crops begin to double in the name of Jesus. For no reason other than your mercy, let every papaya tree, let every mango tree, let every guava tree, let every star fruit tree, let every fruit tree, let every jackfruit tree, Lord, let them bear double fruit this year. Let this be a season in which your mercy is seen. That as we look as a nation upon just the physical creation around us, that every person in our nation will be confronted with a demonstration of the goodness of God. And let that goodness lead our people to a place of repentance. Father, somehow this whole thing, in your mercy, in your mercy, Father, touch our land. In your mercy, Father, bring your goodness to our land. Let our people see the hand of God at work. Let them see the reality of God at work. 
And Father, let that goodness lead us to a place of repentance. Oh, I thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name.
chapter 12 beginning with verse 22 and he said to his disciples therefore i tell you now this is what jesus says this isn't what a preacher says this isn't what a a self-help course says this is not what a a yoga instructor says or a, a positive thinking guru says this is what jesus says he says i tell you do not be anxious don't be worried about your life what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. For life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Now let's just stop here and deal with one thought. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that's so easy to say right now, and so hard to live. For most of us, our life is extremely predictable extremely predictable we get up at the same time every day we leave our home at the same time every day we do the ba same basic things in our offices every day or in our work every day we come home our life is very routine our life is very predictable Kaya, it's very easy not to worry but once in a while the unexpected happens the first time in our lives we've ever heard of Almost 4 billion people in the world right now locked down in their homes because of a little thing that you can't even see. It's really easy when the unexpected comes along and we're thrown off our routine to let worry settle into our hearts. But my friends, Jesus hasn't changed. 
and what he says hasn't changed. Don't don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry. Well, Pastor, I'm not worried about what I'm going to wear because I'm just walking around in my house clothes and my slippers all day. Okay. But you are worried about what you're going to eat. He said, now, life is more than food. And the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens. He said, think about the birds. Now, ravens aren't especially a, a loved bird. Okay. They're, they're, they're not exactly the most adored bird in Israel. Sometimes, in fact, they're very irritating. They steal everything. I've sat in outdoor restaurants, and if you're not careful, they come and steal the food right off your plate, right in front of you if you're not looking. So we're not looking at exactly the most adored bird. He said, consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn. And yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than birds? <laughs> now, God is not trying to put down birds, but God is trying to teach you a lesson. A bird wasn't created in the image of God. You were created in the image of God. Now, you just need to get a hold of this and understand the value that God places on your life. Are you not much more valuable to God than birds? You're going to rule and reign with Jesus for a thousand years during the millennial kingdom. Are you not much more valuable to him than birds? And which of you, being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of his life? Okay. No matter how much you worry, it's not going to change how long you live. It might shorten it, but you can't lengthen it. Worry is very hard, very hard on the immune system. Worry is very, very hard on, on the heart and the, the blood pressure. But it doesn't increase your physical abilities. It won't increase your lifespan. He said, you can't change how long you're going to live by worry. If you then are not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious? Why are you worried about the rest? Consider the lilies. Now, those are beautiful. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now listen, Solomon was the richest man that ever lived in all of their histories and in their minds. He says, you know what? His clothes were nowhere as near as beautiful as how God dresses those lilies. How God decorates the lily is far more beautiful and how Solomon ever decorated his physical bodies. He said, Yet I tell you, even Solomon, all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass, which is alive in the field today, and tomorrow it was thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, 